Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell, and I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business since 1994. I want to thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 275 star reviews on Zillow, and you know, those things matter, you know? I'm looking for a hotel, so when I go up to the Hudson Valley here early summer, they'd, uh, I go to a good one, and I know them well, and uh, usually they're pretty close in price, and what I'll do is I'll look at the reviews and say, hmm, this one's a lot better than the other one regarding that, and it's similar in price, I'm going there. So these reviews matter, all right? They're the best in real estate. Their company, Realty Pros, is number one. Number one in the county. Pretty darn good. All right. So if you're interested in their services, please contact them and I'll put their information in the show notes. All right. So let's talk about the statue of David today. You know, I think all of you know, or maybe you don't know, that I'm really into psychology and philosophy and I study a lot of different belief systems and Greek gods and those kinds of things, and it's pretty cool. So the entire podcast today is going to be about Greek mythology and literature and figures of the Old Testament, since that is where King David comes from. And I'm totally just kidding you. We are going to talk about fitness, but we are going to talk a little bit about that lead-in, the Statue of David. And no, uh, don't worry, I'm not going to get into the ridiculous politics of how people think that that statue should be covered up because his private parts are showing. That's not the reason why I brought this up. I brought it up because doesn't he look good? I mean... The Statue of David, you look at that and that's like the epitome, at least the belief system, the epitome of the male physique, right? I mean, he looks pretty darn good. And if you look back on a lot of the artwork statues of that time portraying the male and the female, the body types are shown to be what is ideal of that era. And if you look at the males in particular, they tend to show them as pretty muscular men, right? All right. So where am I going with all this? I used this example the other day when I spoke at the wonderful fitness group put on by the Halifax Hospital. Honored to be a part of that. And we spoke at the YMCA trying to help people get healthier, get on a plan. And uh, they asked me to be the guest speaker. And I was very happy to do that. And, you know, I was reassuring them that as an exercise physiologist, which sounds, you know, very technical to the outside world, and it is a science, of course, but I was trying to um, get them to understand that that means that I do have an advanced degree in health and fitness. And because of that, I can tell you that it's really simple. And I wanted to make sure they heard that from a person who has seen most of the higher tech studies on health and fitness and have seen the literature that can be complicated, I can assure them that somebody that is coming from that education standpoint 
that it's far more simpler than they're led to believe by people who basically are trained in marketing and not physiology. Because we have a health and fitness crisis in this country. And when you get down to it, most notably worldwide, right? Obesity is the highest it's ever been in the history of our universe. And we're somewhere between 60 and 70% as far as the United States go being overweight and or obese. And now they're realizing that sedentary lifestyle and poor diet which used to be the second leading cause of preventable death in the United States because it leads to heart disease, diabetes, and some cancers. And smoking being number one, well, it has now moved up into an essential tie with smoking. So this means that people who are being very sedentary are really causing their health a great concern. And if you believe like I do that it affects all of us and not just the people it's affecting. Like that does affect us as a community. It affects us as a country. It affects us as a world. Like we want everybody to be better. So casting kind of judgment and saying, well, I do it, they should do it, isn't going to help anybody. And that's just not a real good way to try to fix a problem. What we do want to try, what we do need to do to fix a problem is to first get everybody to understand that they have control over this. We have some control. We have a lot of control over this, especially the being active part and eating more sensibly. Now, what gets in the way sometimes is a couple different things. One is pure ignorance. Like People just don't necessarily know better. They really don't understand that they have some control, a lot of control. Why do I keep saying some? They have a lot of control over whether or not they um, put themselves into metabolic syndrome, which essentially is higher cholesterol, higher triglycerides, higher hyperglycemia levels, and abdominal obesity. Like that is within a person's control to the extent of how much they are going to have those negative symptoms. And essentially, that's a pretty new thing over the last two decades, metabolic syndrome, that is. So we do have control over that. And we've become extremely sedentary as a nation, as a world. And if you look at technology and what's happening with artificial intelligence and all that, that's not going to change anytime soon. Like those things are not going to go away. And I'm not a doomsday guy saying that they're the most awful things in the world anyway. I mean, no, I don't think that at all. I just think that we then have to go more out of our way than we used to, to be active and to be physically fit. We don't have to not do things. Now, if we go back just to my grandparents' era, So, you know, I don't know, say 70, 80 years ago, right? Growing up, they had it harder than we do. Of course they did. And their parents and grandparents had it way harder than them. There was a time when people's only way around was to walk, right? Was by foot. Or if they had horses, great, but they still had to move quite a bit themselves. There was a time when 
all of the labor done was done with hands and it wasn't done by experts, but it was done by you. If you owned a farm, I seriously doubt you went out and hired landscapers to cut your grass and tend to your crops. You did it yourself. So there was a time that all this was done and this absolutely counts as work. This counts as aerobic work. This counts as resistance training. So we don't have to do that like we used to, and I'm not implying we should, but I am implying, stating very uh, aggressively, assertively at least, not aggressively, assertively, that we do need to do this. We have to go out of our way, all right? Totally understandable that it's not part of our everyday lives anymore, totally. And it's not gonna start, really. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, no matter who you are, where you work, what you do, how much money you have. You are so much better off than a person 100 years ago, even if they were wealthy, right? Well, they didn't have this kind of technology. They didn't have these things that can do stuff for us. And yes, I understand people say, well, I would have rather lived back then. Uh, I don't think you would have. I mean, I really, really don't. I When I, you know, hear people say that, and I'm sure I've thought that, you know, not thinking really through, but when I've heard other experts talk about it, they're like, eh, I don't think so, man. I mean, the world, I know it seems bad at times now, but was far more violent. We didn't have the medical aid that we have now, penicillin and all these great things, right, that we really take for granted, many of us. And I don't mean that in a judgmental way. I mean, we just really don't know better. We kind of think it's always been there when in reality it hasn't. So we are where we are. And we have to just make sure and first understand that we do have control over our activity levels, even if we have sedentary jobs. My job is pretty sedentary. I'm a personal trainer. You think, oh, you work out all day long. No, I watch people work out all day long. And sure, there's some loading up of plates and walking across the floor, you know, following them. But it's not exactly active. Now, landscapers have very active jobs. I do not. So I have to go out of my way to get my exercise, even my steps. And yes, I am a believer in step counting. I think it's a pretty cool metric. So, you know, even if I work out some days, I'll go, man, I haven't been overly active other than that. And I'll look and I might be stuck at like 5,000 steps and I'll think, oh, that's not very good. And so I'll go for an additional walk. I'll take my wonderful dog Hazel out for an additional walk or something like that, or I'll just go for a walk. Or, you know what, I've even been known to pace up and down the hallway at my house. So hey, I have to go out of my way to do it, right? That's going out of my way, it didn't happen naturally. And the same is true for working out structurally or whatever, all right? Now the second part is, Remember I said ignorance, we don't know that we have to go out of our way to do these things and we don't always understand we have control over it. All right. The second part is overcomplication. And that's where the old statue of David comes in. You know, he looks fantastic in my estimation, right? I think in most people's estimation. All right. I don't think he had an Apple Watch. I don't think he went to LA Fitness and used hammer strength equipment. I don't think he used the zero gravity treadmills right? I have a feeling he used what he had, his hands, his legs, and I'm sure he, well, of course he was physically active. Look at him. He didn't have the tools we have. 
he didn't have the American College of Sports Medicine and the National Strength and Conditioning Association's exercise prescription on strength training. He didn't know he was supposed to do between one and three sets of eight and 12 reps of two, one to two exercises per muscle group, two to three times a week prescription for strength training. I don't think he knew that, but he looked pretty darn good, right? What he did do was move and he was physical. So the whole point in bringing him up is so you can go, huh, that's kind of true. So what was his secret? His secret was he moved. Now look, again, I'm an exercise physiologist. I've got 30 years of experience in the field. I've got a couple different great certifications that I like and honestly I only got because I like learning more. And the bottom line is we don't know everything, all right? Like, we don't know everything what works for you. We might give you the exact perfect scientific plan, but you look at it and go, this is too complicated or I don't like it, and so you don't do it. So therefore, that plan I basically wrote you sucked, right? A plan that you're going to do, a plan that you enjoy, a plan that that is safe and you know what not to do with. I like to use that a lot with clients. I say, well... There's a lot of things we know, and the important thing is to just know what not to do. In other words, there's certain things you shouldn't do. But other than that, don't overcomplicate it. Just get out and move and do what you enjoy. You know, a lot of people do come to me initially and go to trainers they respect because they want to be put on the proper plan. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that, and it gives them ease of mind. But then another large population of people say, well, I kind of know what to do, but the fact you're waiting for me and you make it kind of fun and we converse a little bit as we're working out makes it more enjoyable. And that makes the personal training relationship very effective too. And I would say 90% of our clients fall into that category. I mean, we've had clients since 1998 and a little bit before that. You think they don't know what to do by now? but they like to continue to show up because they like it. We make it fun or they make it fun. The combination between the two of us or three of us make it fun. That's the important thing. We know what not to do. So in other words, if your knees are really, really sore for whatever reason, maybe you um, went to church and kneeled more than you usually do, which is a good thing, right? But maybe your knees are really sore. So, you know, getting up the next day and doing a bunch of bodyweight squats maybe isn't the best thing for you to do that day. So you know what not to do. But maybe you feel like you can do a lot of push-ups without strain on your body. There you go. Or maybe you are going to get to the gym. The point is, is don't overcomplicate it. All right. The official name for strength training is DCER. Speaking of not overcomplicating it, that stands for Dynamic Constant External Resistance. I bring that up because if you think about what that really is, it's not that complicated. Dynamic means moving. External means the load needs to come from outside of your body. Constant means that the load doesn't change. In other words, it's not like a rubber band where it goes back and forth. And then the fourth component is resistance, so it's a load. A lot of things fit that equation. Again, look at landscapers. They're pushing mowers. Maybe they're riding mowers, but some days they're pushing mowers. That's resistance, okay? 
So as long as we know what not to do and learn how to listen to our body, and most importantly, understand that it's up to us to move every day. And if we do that, if we make it a lifestyle and something we enjoy, or at least we enjoy the benefits, we're going to be far more likely to stick to it, which is my goal for you. All right. So let's, let's all try to look a little more like King David today, huh? I mean, heck, I wouldn't mind. All right, so let me thank chiropractic physician Dr. Doris Antos of Ormond Beach. She's located on Granada Boulevard, and we absolutely like referring to her. If you're interested in her services, please check out her information in the show notes. Until next time, be max fit, be max well. <laughs>